Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Allison. You're listening to episode 49 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Parallel Podcast. Um, so, as you guys can see, we'll be talking about um, men and their emotions. Um, I think this is a, was a really good conversation I had um, with Mike and we just talked about how men became how they are and you know as I've talked about in a past episode I think we are very heavily centered on the conversation about feminism but then we I wonder where does that leave men um, so I think there's a really you know men are kind of stuck in this rock between a rock and a hard place sometimes where they are expected to be the rock um um, not cry and all that good stuff, but then women are also bashing men for not being emotional. So, um, yeah, I think hope this conversation sheds some light on men's experience of emotions, um, but also allows men a space to begin being more emotional. So you guys can follow Mike Jenkins on YouTube at Mike Jenkins, which is M-I-K-E, last name J-E-N-K-I-N-S. Alrighty, let's get right into it. Right. Hello. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Doing Good to well. hear. Good to hear. All right. So on this podcast, usually what I ask my newcomers, new guests, um, is what is one aspect of Christ, the Trinity's character that has been most evident in your life? Just one. Hmm. Just one. Mm-hmm. Time of yeah. being Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I would say what characteristic. I would say Father. Definitely. Mm. I would say Father. Okay. What makes you say that? Man. Especially more now because just of just like the past few years, especially with the pandemic happening and um just some issues in my life being dealt with, like, you know, at times disobedience or just being hard on myself and bugging out, like God has really been like sh- like sheltering me. Like it's times where I just beat myself up, and I just feel like like God is like like my father just here like holding me. Like you're good, you know what I'm saying? Just even in a certain mm. way where you know it's like you know God's love, but you really experience that love when you feel like you shouldn't be loved. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's just like That's whoa, or just like because it's like. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go nowhere with this because I'm a preacher, but listen. I was just thinking, I was just thinking the other day, I was like, what would the world like how would our lives be if uh salvation, like if it wasn't that 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 gift that God gave us? Like how would I how would our lives mm-hmm. be if we had to work every single day for our salvation? Not just work, but work tirelessly. Like every single day, Sheesh. you wake up with the thought of I have to work for my salvation. If I don't, like my my life is in a balance. But yet it's given to us freely. And he says it's given freely so that no man can boast to say that he did this to earn salvation. And I'm just like, yo, that's that's so yeah, fathers is just what's been more prominent right now. Yeah, that's a really good answer. And it's fitting for the conversation that we're having. Because oh, wow, yeah. I think that's that's very compassionate of a man to, you know, the father figure is a man, um, mm-hmm. you know, 
that's not a very hard way to explain how a father is. You didn't say he always keeps me in check or he always makes sure that I'm doing the right thing. You literally said that, like, I don't have to work for his love. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's beautiful. I think that wraps up kind of who Christ would want you to be as a man or stuff like that. So, um, so in this conversation, how do you feel like society has kind of shaped your emotionality as a man? Mm, That's a good question. Uh, society. I mean, one thing I say, right. All the time is that, uh, starting off, this might be a little left, but one thing I always say is that, you know, your, your surroundings affect you a lot. Like, so I grew up in the hood, right? It's like people see people and they call them killers, murderers, thieves, robbers, but like, that's not actually who they are. Like, you're not some, Mm. you're not killer. You weren't born that because of where you were at. Like, you know, you grew a certain way and different things got into you. You start acting a certain way. So for me, society, like at first I'm in a much better place now, but at first it was like, I held back everything. I had that nonchalant. I don't really care about this. And I don't really care about that. And, you know, I hung around with other guys who was just like that, like, but weren't really trying to um, show any emotions, act like, you know, you was all cool. And especially growing up in the hood, it's just like, you have to have that demeanor of being like emotionless and just being hard and tough because it's it's shown as a sign of weakness. And, you know, right. especially living in the in those type of neighborhoods, like whether you go to the store, you're walking down the street, you're walking from school, you're walking to practice, like... In your mind, you realize and you you get conditioned to where you're at and you're, you're constantly thinking like somebody could pull up on me. Somebody mm. could try to rob me, you know? Yeah. And so within a society, it's just like men just usually take on that role of just like uh, being tough. Like I'm not, even if you're scared, I'm not scared. Nothing phases me. Mm-hmm. I'm emotionless. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even at times when, you know, you're living in a house where you might not have a peaceful home or it might be a lot going on. Now, you know, you take some of that anger and frustration that's already in you and you already pour that out. And, you know, it, it, some people get the worst of it. Like, you know, a lot of times females, you just, you know, you just do whatever because we were never taught how to um, treat women and, and different things, you know? Yeah. yeah. And as you're saying that, it reminded me of a J. Cole lyric when he says, basically, guys in the hood are the best actors. Um, and, you know, they, we make it seem like, oh, men men aren't emotional. Men don't do this. Men <clears throat> don't do that. But a lot of society and how we treat men has taught you guys how to act. Yeah. Like, we've put you guys in such a box, but mm-hmm. then ask you guys, like, don't be that way. It's like very, I can just imagine that being like a hard position to be in as a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at first you think about earlier in society, it was like, um, well, even now, but just like, you know, the famous phase, men don't cry, boys don't cry, fix yourself. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. And so, you know, being a man was always seen as having this tough exterior where nothing affected you, where mm-hmm. nothing can rouse you like where, where you weren't bothered by certain things and, you know, you're always in your head and always in your mind and just like brute force and being tough and, you know, having this like, you know, the worldly aspect of being an alpha male where you're controlling or you're in charge and different things like that. But, you know, it people have to understand it's such a, an undoing that needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's just not something simple. 
Like we were taught these things, but yet society just wants us to open up. You know what I'm saying it's almost like you put a hundred locks on the door, but you're telling me, oh, just unlock it like it's one lock. Like, no, there's mm. like many different sectors and many different locks to unlock and chains to remove. And it's just, it's not that easy, especially when you've been doing something for years over and over and over again, and just pulling back and, and putting up this wall and that wall and covering yourself more and more. It's not a, it's not an easy task at all. Yeah. Like at all. Yeah. So why do you think it's uh, like a lot of men choose to show their emotions, like mainly through anger? Man, <laughs> this is a good one right here. So this is a simple answer, but it's pretty true. So for most men, the reason why they show emotions through anger is usually because that's the only emotion they can show without seeming like they're a wimp. Or like they're not tough. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like for yeah. a man to be compassionate or loving or like joyful, like, hey, or just do certain things, you just seem like you're a wimp. You know what I'm saying? Like you're a punk. Yeah. Like, oh, you sensitive. It's just like, right, I talk about it a lot. Like hanging out with my homeboys when I was younger, it was like the slightest thing you can do, they call you soft or weird. Yeah. Right? Like you could be holding a baby. Like you could have your little sister, you know, burping a baby. Look at him. He over here burping babies. And it's like, you're just cl- like, why are you clowning me for that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you get a text from a girl with a smiley face. Look at him. He all, all, all extra lovey-dovey, smiling from ear to ear. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? It's small stuff like that. Your friends pick on you for, and you feel like, I can't be sensitive because everybody around me is like, no, nah, don't be sensitive in any way. And like, that's off and, and that's not cool. And so what happens mm-hmm. is a man is not trying to cry in front of you in front of anybody, even his homeboy, his mother, his father, he don't care. The closest a dude to get crying in front of somebody. In front of somebody is like a woman he's trying to manipulate or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's most of the time for guys who are not really healed. It's like used as a mm. manipulation tactic. But for most yeah. dudes, it's like you can't show any emotion with it, uh, without being soft. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't show yeah. anger, like, the anger makes you the cool guy. Like, from the hood, it's like the girls, like, the dudes who be, stop playing with me on my set. You know, I'll smack you, make me pull out the gun. Because they feel like, oh, he tough. He's going to protect me. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Which is so problematic. Like, I, I feel Toxic. like every girl had that phase where, like, oh, I want a bad boy <laughs> or whatever. But, like, why would we do, why are we putting ourselves, <laughs> our lives in danger? Like, yeah. we don't have to do that. Uh-huh. Like, you can have a strong, confident man. And I think we, we don't understand that confidence doesn't have to be aggressive. Right. Um, But I think because we see it so often together, we're like, oh, that's what I need. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how I know that he loves me because he's aggressive with me or whatever. And you made a really good point. Um, I remember watching one of your YouTube videos where you talked about like Cain and Abel mm-hmm. um, and talking about how men are ruled, actually ruled by their emotions where we say like, oh, men don't have emotions. Men don't talk about their emotions. But in reality, a lot of people are ruled by their emotions. Yeah. Um, And I was just thinking as you were saying that, like men crying to manipulate women like we need to really understand the difference between being emotional yeah. and being emotionally mature. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a because fact. those are two completely different things. Like I think sometimes we look at people and we say, "Oh, he's crying a lot," or "or she's crying a lot." This person must be like emotionally mature, but they may may actually just have no handle on their emotions and right, don't know how to uh, make their emotions submit to them. Right. So, what do you think about that? Literally emotional. I think I think that's very true because a lot of times we talk about, oh, 
like say for instance, they, you say, oh, he's a sensitive guy. You know, he's just sensitive. Like somebody that's in their emotions all the time doesn't necessarily mean you're emotionally mature. Emotionally right. mature means more of knowing what to do with your emotions, how to handle your emotions um, and assess, right? Where mm -hmm. somebody can just be, you know, all out of whack, like <clears throat> just, just, just like crying for anything or upset at anything or bothered by anything. Mm -hmm. And it's because they're always relying on their emotions, right? And our emotions are right. up and down, up and down, up and down. And so an emotional person usually tends to move with the waves of up and up and down, up and down. When where you're emotionally mature, you stand firm and you feel those emotions, but you say, all right, what's happening? Why do I feel this way? Uh, uh, how do I address this? How do I move forward? Is this problematic? Is this something that is reoccurring? And, you know, sometimes uh, more questions come the more self-aware you are. But somebody mm. that's more emotionally mature, they sit and assess, like, why do I feel this way? How do I handle this situation? You know what I'm saying? Rather than right. just going off or always crying or trying to control something by uh, their emotions. That right, makes sense? Right, right. And I think that's really good. That's really good to help people, you know, think about that. Because, <clears throat> yeah, you can't just because you're crying or you're you're reacting in certain ways. And then, you know, these kind of people will say after an argument, oh, I didn't mean that. I didn't I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean right. it that way. Then why did you <laughs> say it doesn't? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. not an excuse for hurting the people you care about. Mm -hmm. You have just to think because like, if you didn't mean it, why are you emotions. saying it? Yeah. And exactly. it's just like you said. I love that you pointed that out. Yeah, just like you said when I was talking about in my video, like um, dudes won't say their emotions, but you know their emotions is what lead them to kill people, shoot people. You know what I'm saying? Go off on mm -hmm. people, curse at people, want to spit on somebody because really your anger, you're you're angry, and anger is an emotion, right? And so mm -hmm. anything that they feel is bottled up, but the only way to let's say pull the cork off is through anger. Right, because it's different emotions. And a lot of times it can stem from like, for example, one time I was asking God, I was like, God, like, why do why do uh why do young men like don't listen to you know older men or, or take their authority seriously? Why do they always hear women? You know what I'm saying? Why do they always, you know, take their ear? And one one part is because, mm. you know, men already know, men already know, you know. Uh, women are sensitive and, you know, they're delicate with women. But one big thing is a lot of young men, we have a lot of women in our lives. We have, right. we have mommy, we have grandma, we have auntie. We might have boy cousins, but we got the girl cousins. We got our sisters. And so, so many women in our life. And so we're always taking heed. Like when a woman talks, it's like, oh no, baby, don't do that. It's like, oh, all right, all right, all right. You know, you got it. But when the men talk, it's like, get out of mm -hmm. my face, bro. Get out of my face, bro. Get out of my And it's like, yo, really internally, that's just an issue where, you know, you didn't have your father or you didn't have a male figure and you upset. And so it's like, you can't say nothing to me because yeah. my dad, my dad wasn't here. So you can't say nothing to me. You can't be an authority over me. Whereas they always mm -hmm. have women in their life. And so, you know, a lot of different problems stem from different places like rejection, them being ignored or them not having things go their way. You know, and it comes out just through anger because they're not going to show up by crying. God forbid. No, 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 no. Yeah. Most men are not going to. And in the world that's taught us to always be hard, always be tough. And if you do something that's not deemed as tough in the society of men, then you're soft. 
You're not a real man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so we and don't want to lose points. I just think that's wild. Right, right. Right. And I think that's wild because you, some of you are doing it to yourselves. And then also, also there are women who are like, oh, I hate men, blah, blah, blah. Like, then that's also confusing because you want to date a man, but you hate men. And then uh-huh. you're in a relationship with men, a man that's representing men that you yeah. hate. And then we affect those men because we're also being emotional. Yeah. And then you blame it on the men for not being emotional like you <clears throat> should be emotional. It's just a whole uh-huh. mess. So... Right. It's, yeah. I mean, so, I can see why it's hard it's for you guys flipped. to be vulnerable. Yeah, it's flipped now, especially because you got men in this society acting more like women and women acting more like men. Yeah. Because, you know, the father isn't in the home. And a lot of these things mm-hmm. and a lot of things that the men that the men need or ways that they should have, they don't tend to have it because they never had a father to teach them certain things. Like they never mm-hmm. had men to say, listen, you don't go out and just sleep with any woman you see. Like, you see how I love your mother? That's not easy. You're going to want to go from women to women or move by your impulses. But a real man, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I just slipped out of my mind. A real man commits to one woman. Mm. Boys like to play. But a man will commit. Wow. You get what I'm saying? That's good. And that's what, that's what that's what they do. And so what happens is you see a man, he grows to 20, 30, 40, and he got muscles or he might have tattoos. He might have a Benz. He might make six figures. He might make a million. But you're trying to figure out why does he have these this immature ways emotionally, mentally? Like, what's going on here? He's grown, mm-hmm. but the little boy is still very present inside. That's yeah. the big issue. And so his little mm-hmm. boy, but he's living in this, you know, he's living in this grown person's body, right? And so you would know yeah. the term. I tell people all the time, that's uh, uh, a lot of times it's arrested development, right? Mm. And yeah. so, you know, the little boy is just playing. He can't, he can't, he can't fully live in, uh, he can't fully live the life the way he should because, you know, he's dealing with stuff himself, but he doesn't want to address that. It hurts to address that because- one of the one I think one thing that hurts a lot is for a man to be a man, but then I if you realize he is a boy to deal with the fact that you're still a boy down on the inside, you just mm. reject that thought. Because men we that's never want to seem mature, like mature. that's emotional maturity that we, is lacking. We never want to seem like we or don't fear. Have it They're together. being led by fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We always want to seem like we have it together, like we know what we're doing, like we don't need any help. And this is the stuff mm-hmm. we were taught in society. You know what I'm saying, yeah, I know sometimes I, I'll be real as much as I help other people and even seek help. It's times where I have to fight my flesh because my flesh be like, You don't need nobody, you're good, mm-hmm. learn it yourself, do it yourself. And I have to fight that because yeah. I'm like, Nah, bro, I need help, I want to do that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I think men are scared yeah. a lot of times of that because it's just the same reason why people don't trust a lot of people because. They don't want people saying, yeah, I had to help this dude. I don't even know what he was doing. Trying to make me seem like yeah. a fool. And it's just like, it's yo, like, I, I came to you with confidence, just like needing the help, honestly, as a man or a brother. And you just trying to make me look like a fool. And so a man gets hurt and he shut down. Shut mm-hmm. down. And so it's so many yeah. different things that affects uh, our emotional uh, maturity as men. So many different things yeah. in our life. So that then leads me to ask you, like, how did you get to the point you are today? Like, why do you even know these things? (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, that's a that's a good question. I, I sometimes I think about it, but I'm like, I don't know how I got here. Okay, so for me to get to this point, um, honestly, definitely just submitting my life to God, but also mm-hmm. the, the call that's on my life, you know. Um, I have a call to help and build families and build men. And so I pay attention to a lot in my own life. I'm very self-aware. I've gotten to the point where um, I'm okay with addressing my issues and my problems, you know, because I know that they don't define me. And whether Mm. you try to shame me or try to make it seem like it does define me, I don't think about it. I'll overthink it a little bit. But after a while, I'm like, okay, whatever. I I know this and I understand it so I can change because a lot of times people don't want to hear what they did wrong or what they mess up at because "Mm, I want to hear that. It's funny as people, we know we're not perfect, but we like to think that we are. So when we hear something imperfect about us, it shakes us up. No, but we already Mm -hmm. know we're not perfect, right? Right, right. And so, you know, nobody wants to hear anything bad about themselves either. But, you know, when you first bring it to me, I'm a human. It's going to hit like that. Okay. But then I'm going to take it and move on. But what what I will say is getting back fully on topic is just that (sighs) interactions, right? I pay attention. Mm -hmm. How's my relationship with my mother? How's my relationship with my sisters? How is my relationship with my father? How's my relationship with my peers? Where, where, Where am I mentally, emotionally? And then I begin to start thinking about certain things like, why do I do this? Why don't I do that? Like, like, where does all this come from? Then I start thinking about stuff. Oh, this then from childhood. I have an issue in this area. I got to deal with this. And so I would just pay attention to my relationships and the different dynamics, right? Like, for example, just mm-hmm. everybody got some a mother and father issue somewhere. Just some things with my mother. I would say, why do I feel like this? Like, let me see if I can find a real example. Um, I would say... Trying to think of something emotionally. But I would just say, for instance, like growing up, um, I, I wasn't very talkative. I would talk, but I would you? just- You? I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was more reserved and I didn't have a lot to say. And so when I was younger, like just say, for example, um, you know, my mother, very smart woman. But when she was younger, you know, um, as a young adult and just having me, she used to be, uh, you know, very critical and um, discouraging. And so sometimes mm-hmm. when I would just say stuff, you know, she would just do a simple, simple stuff like a look like what? And so I'll be, <laughs> I'll be thinking in my head, like, oh man, like I must've said something dumb or something stupid. So I kind of grew up just feeling mm-hmm. like a lot of times when I say stuff, it's not that smart. And so I will come, when you come to the place mm-hmm. where you want to grow and be better, you start asking yourself questions. And so I would say, why do I feel like that when somebody might say something or react a certain way? So I sit and think, where did that come from? Oh, that came from there. So how do I fix right. this? How do I combat that? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? How do I not just put on a facade? Yeah. Because that's the issue. We're living in the facade. How do I not put on a facade mm-hmm. to make it seem like it doesn't bother me? But how do I get to the place where this actually doesn't bother me as much or at all? Yeah. But one thing we do have to realize is not a one and done for a lot of stuff. Some stuff can just be addressed and be like, okay. But life is such a journey where healing takes place in months, years, decade to decade. And so a lot of times people feel like if it isn't done in this instant, it can't be done. I'm not dealing with that. But mm-hmm. really, I just have a heart for people. Um, I just want to be better myself. 
And it's just self-improvement. I really want to be the best me I can be. I know it's kind of cliche in this, this day and age, but uh, one of my mantras is kind of just be the most legendary version of myself. You know what I'm saying? Like when you think about you think about people like Malcolm X or you think about people like MLK or JFK or Obama, whoever, right? It's like they actually stand for something like their thought wasn't to be, I want to be famous. Nah, they really wanted to help people. They wanted to do yeah. things that would affect people. They wanted to make a change. They wanted to make an effect. So a result of that came as them being legendary people because their names still ring to this day. Mm-hmm. So my thing is I want to do something that matters and live to my full potential. But I can't do that if I don't address certain areas of my life. Even if it yeah. even if it comes to fame or making money, like how do I treat my family? How do I treat, okay, when I get a wife, how is that going to work? Like, for example, right? This is a really good one. Uh, and it just goes back to wanting to be, like I said, the best you can be in all areas. Knowing that you'll always have mm-hmm. something to work on, but it's just it's just a gradual increase and you get better and better. So a few years back, right? I remember one day coming home um, from work, and I would come home from work, and you know sometimes my mother would be a little frustrated, and so when I would come in, I'm like, you know what? I'm just getting off work. I'm tired. I don't want to deal with no frustration, so I'm going to walk past her, go in my room. I'm gonna say hi. I'm gonna go in my room. And I'm just. I'm done. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna just go about my day, right? And so yeah. after that, I would just do it a few days after that, you know. And so, you know, you know how people say, oh, the way you treat your wife will be the way you treat your mother. And, some, and I'm like, to, my, to me, I feel like that is, that's correct for some stuff, but not for everything. And I'm like, it'd be a totally different yeah. relationship, okay? And so... One day God dealt with me because it had came to my mind. I guess Holy Spirit brought it up. And so Holy Spirit said, okay, you're doing this to your mother. Oh, no big deal, right? So what's going to happen when you're married to your wife and you get home and you mm. have to be in a, in a position where you might have to deal with her talks or some emotions someday? You're just going to come in the house and just say, hey, babe, and walk right past and don't say that. How's that going to make her feel? And I said, whoa. I said, whoa, because mm-hmm. in my mind, it had no correlation. And so when mm-hmm. Holy Spirit showed me, I was like, okay, all right, that, that makes sense. Because they said, uh, uh, but I always mess these words up, and I'm good at English and pronouncing words. I got to figure out how to pronounce them. <laughs> Familiarity, right? Breeze content. Yeah, that's a hard so word. I'm not gonna even try to. I'm gonna just take you. I'm gonna let you have right. that. <laughs> Cause you look like you was gonna try to say no. It was. Uh, uh. I know. I'm not gonna help you. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. And so and so, what I realized is that the more familiar you are with something, the more times you know you you end up taking certain stuff for granted or becomes regular to you. Because for sure. I've been with my mother so long from birth, from the stomach, from the womb. It's like I can easily be annoyed mm-hmm. with her. I can easily be aggravated. I can easily just shut her off or push her to the side because I, I became mm-hmm. familiar with her. So now it's the same. Oh, right. you get married, it's honeymoon, everything is great, da da da. But if you're not careful, you'll find yourself in a place where they get so regular to you, like that's just my wife. And you begin to just treat her like regular. Yeah. Right? And that ain't not it. saying in the instances in marriage where 
you know, they all talk about it. It's hard seasons and everything is not rainbows and da da da. But mm-hmm. that was the correlation. And I said, okay. And so what did I do? I started working on that, but I had to I had to do it in such a way where it was like I didn't completely ignore her, but she had to understand, like, I'm just coming off of work. I want to get myself together. And it's funny because she yeah. even said something about it, right? She was like, you know, it was, it was one day you was coming in the house and I was trying to talk and you just kept on going in your room, da, da, da. And she said, I was upset, right? She's like, I was upset because I'm like, I'm trying to talk to you. And so <laughs> she said, but you know what? On my way to your room, the Holy Spirit stopped me in my tracks and said, look, he just got off of work. He's tired. Give him a minute. And she said, okay. Mm-hmm. She yielded to that. And she said, that day, once I got in my room, freshened up, got myself together, came down, said I came right in there to her and just had a conversation. She yeah. said, oh, okay. You know? Because I definitely believe like you could give the world 100%, but when you come home, you can't say, oh, my tank is empty because I was working. You know right. what I'm saying? That's not mm-hmm. fair. It's yeah. not. You know? And so- I don't yeah, know how and I, got I think that it comes down to that, just, but, yeah. no. I I love that you went there because I think it comes down to two kind of key things that you're saying. It's being willing to confront the fear in you and and all the uh, things that are not fun to think about, but yeah. also communicating with the people that you care about that you are working through this thing, and also that you need boundaries. Like when I come home, I need my space for a second, and I'm going to come uh, out and talk to you because I love you. Uh-huh. But if both people aren't thinking that way or having that communication it's going to continue to be a mess. Yeah. And I, I, just, so, I just think about time down the line. Like my thing is like, especially as a man, because um, um, there's a difference between a man and a woman. Like for, for example, not placing so much pressure on us, but as men, we want to have things in order like ASAP. Because for example, mm-hmm. this is just an example. I'm not trying to go down this lane, but for example, um, if you pull up on a dude at McDonald's and he ain't hardly making nothing, most women be like, uh, you know, he he in a space in his life where I think he got to get it together before he come to me. You know, he, he got to at least have this going on, at least have a, a better job or trying to get this, da, da, da. For us, it don't matter if you had 1200 in your bank account. Because our thing is we want to take care of you, right? And so, man, yeah. we really want to be in a place where we're moving forward. And so as a man, I would constantly think like, do I want to be 40, 50, 60 running away from these issues? And then I have to, then I have to just deal with this when I was 40, 50, 60, when I could have did this when I was 20, 19, 18, mid, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, yeah, this is a perfect, it's a perfect illustration. You think about Will and Jada, you think about all the nonsense they going through, right? All the trauma that they carry yeah, because they didn't have the, the mind to really deal with some stuff and address it the way it needs to be addressed, I guess. What happened? They brought that down to their family. So now mm-hmm. as they tell the stories, we sit and we listen how the stuff that Will did affected not only his wife, but his his kids, himself. And he Will is about 40, 40 something, like mid 40 or something around there. Yeah. He, but yeah, he's he, in there. Right, not not saying it's ever too late with deal with dealing with anything, but if you can, you want to deal with it as early as possible. Because yeah. one thing that was always on my heart was family, and so it's weird because I always address stuff like my mother's side, my father's side. I was always the one that bring up certain stuff. Hey, we need to talk like this, or why do we do this, 
or what's a better way we can love each other or or how can we talk better different I always done it but it was a part of my ministry mm-hmm. or just even you know my life it's just that I have a calling to really build family and being examples for families and so um you know it's always been on my heart to address stuff you know what I'm saying yeah but I first had to start yeah. dealing with me and how I did things and even coming to turn with whether I dress stuff or not, people don't have to move on my dime. My healing is up to me. Just because mm. I chose healing and I and I found something that brings me peace doesn't mean because me and my sister have a talk, she's going to change right there because you, you better get this that I, you know what I'm saying? It's like, no, I can yeah. address it, but everybody heals on their own time. They deal with stuff on their own time. But th- the best thing I can do is work on me and know that the work that I put in, I'll see change gradually over time. But I don't I don't want to be 50, 60 years old trying to make a change I knew I could have made in 2030. So now I'm dealing with the, the yes. effects of running away from that and my kids dealing with it. And then my kids have grandkids and I'm just getting to it. And I'm a toxic grandparent and a toxic father. I'm not doing it. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Too important mm, to me. Yeah. Now. And I think... A part of that is like forward thinking too. I think a lot of people just live in the moment. That's like a part of just being an emotional person. You just, however I feel in the moment, that's what I'm going to do. But you cannot surrender your life to your emotions because you're going to be 75 just doing stuff however you want to and realize, oh, I have no one um, that I've been loyal to, no one that that can trust me. Um, I haven't been able to build a family for myself because I've ruined romantic relationships, friendships as well, um, just because I was afraid of myself and not just addressing things. Uh-huh. And the thing that you said too, like Christ being a father as well, and just like surrendering your life to Christ at the end of the day, like he died for all of our sins. So whatever I see in me that I know is nasty, like uh-huh. it does not define me anymore because I'm in Christ. And I think that's like yeah. the awesome thing about being a Christian. Like a lot of people in the world don't have that beautiful thing. Um, I mean, they can obviously <clears throat> work on themselves or people, but my my identity is no longer in what I can do. It's in Christ. So mm. I think that's like a huge thing that you kind of started with too, like just Christ being your father. And also it ties in because these men are lacking fathers. So yeah. if you don't have Christ as your father either, it's going to be harder for you to get to this place that you've gotten to. So it's all kind of yeah. like full circle. Yeah. I, re- I remember when Good I stuff. Good time. stuff. Close to when I first surrendered to God, I mean, I mean, like I wasn't big into worship music. I'm still not, but I like I listen to it and I worship and stuff like that. But it's not something like I want to play all day. I prefer Christian rap, right? Mm-hmm. Listen to all types like jazz, classical stuff like that. But um, I remember being in prayer one day and I was like, I felt emotional. I was like, I ain't finna cry here. I'm a G. I was like, I'm good. Like I pray, but God, I ain't. Mm-mm. <laughs> Next thing you know, God was like, okay. One day I was in prayer and he just broke me and I was crying. I was like, mm. whoa. Because I, I was already walking into Christ with my facade of being tough and having a certain ego and not being emotional and being this tough guy. You know what I'm saying? Not that I was like no big tough guy, but just like, you know, just seeming like nothing phases me and nothing bothers me. I'm heartless. I'm cold hearted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even bringing that to God and God like, bring that to me. Dealt with it dealt with it and so Mm. that's where it really started for me at first but it took me some time to really get used to you know being not being emotional but being emotionally intelligent because men are sensitive 
we we act like we're not, but we're we we many people have different levels of sensitivity. Everybody's level is different, I believe, but mm-hmm. we are very sensitive. I just seen a TikTok the other day. It was like, um, when you tell her all your high school stories, and she listen, but when when she tell you she went on a date, you get all upset. And it's like, yo, yes, it's real because that. like <laughs> it's so real because it's like we sit and we let y'all endure all of that. Da, da, da. And when you tell us one thing, we like, you like somebody? <sighs> and it just You held somebody's hand? Ew. Like <laughs> Yeah. And so it's like it's a real thing because um I think a lot of times, even when dudes show any little bit of emotion, it's very abrasive because mm. we were never taught really how to function well in in our emotions, if that makes sense. It's just like a basketball right. player. Right. They only they they only shoot good because they've been training to shoot for so long. How do you how do you have a high EQ or emotional intelligence level when you haven't been functioning or dealing with your emotions well for your whole life for for so long you've been clogging yeah. it up and holding it down you can't expect somebody to just open up and automatically change so fast it happens over time and so it's easier for women yeah. number one because you know um y'all are more emotional beings and so you know ever since a kid you know y'all lived in that not just saying everything was emotion but y'all were more in tune with it but we were taught to yeah. be out of tune with ours and so you grow mm. up and you understand your emotions you know how to process it a little more you know what to say and what you want to talk about and us is just like oh door lock with the door lock with the nail shut on it boop, 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 boop. yeah because i'm gonna be weak i was told yeah. forever like i can't show emotion i can't cry and now, and now, and the thing that you were convinced made you strong was actually the thing that made you weak. Uh huh. Yes. This is my analogy, right? I will make a video about this, but it's cool, right? <laughs> I talk about strong, <laughs> these people that's strong people. Check on your strong mm-hmm. friends. It don't make sense. Why? Because listen, you play like you're strong, but it's really just making you weak, right? It's tiring mm-hmm. you out, it's dragging you down mentally, emotionally, even physically. But here's the thing, right? Think about this. You call yourself strong. Nobody checks on you. Nobody asks you questions, especially when they say, if they might say, oh, just checking on you. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. You never say nothing, right? So understand this. You're strong. Think about this movie. Superman was strong. Batman was strong. People didn't run to Superman and Batman because they were the strong ones. They always needed them. So in mm. terms, it was never, oh, Superman, how you doing? How is your mind? How is your emotions? I'm not asking you about you. I need you to help me because you're the strong one and I'm weak. Yeah. So why would I try to act like I'm strong when you're already that? I don't, I don't, I don't need that. Listen, come help me. Come fix my issue. <laughs> come fix my problem. Because you're help Superman. Me. You're the strong one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like. You pretend like you're strong, but you're not. You're just killing mm-hmm. yourself, man. Right, and then and then you're you're left behind in this race of becoming emotionally mature because you tell yourself you're sensitive, and you stay sensitive because you're afraid to be vulnerable, and then you don't take those opportunities to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So you don't even know how to respond to other people's vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So you're really just getting left behind in in the growth. Yeah. So 
And it's so you know what? I'm gonna ahead. say something real quick. It's weird because thinking back to my old relationships, like I wasn't necessarily emotionally intelligent like I am now, but I had somewhat a sense, maybe like a sense of it. And I would mm-hmm. always talk about how I felt or my thoughts, like like girlfriends, I would just like, you know, we won't have a serious conversation. And I would just like, let's talk about this, let's talk about that, you know. Because I wasn't like me, I wasn't like a cheater. I wasn't like I was I was toxic, but like not like super toxic. I was toxic just just doing my thing, but I wasn't like super cheater, like crazy manipulator. I had my moments and times where I manipulated also. It's do subtle things that women don't notice. But I was I was still kind of able to have certain conversations, even growing to not uh be in my emotions, like don't cry. Oh, you soft. I had a cousin like who didn't play no soft. Like he didn't play at all. You couldn't show the slightest bit of softness. And I grew up a lot around oh my him. Gosh. And so I wasn't really mm. in tune with my emotions, but I knew enough to be able to have conversations sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's, you just got some of it. <laughs> yeah, some of up. it. I had some of it. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think, like, what do you think men need to hear to allow themselves to be more vulnerable? Uh, what do I think they need to hear in general or from men or a woman? It could be a man, a man or a woman. <laughs> uh, what do I think that they need to hear to become vulnerable? Um, I mean, a big factor is Christ, but not so much on the spiritual aspect. I would say um, they need to just be they need to really be talked to, be patient mm. with them. And a big thing for them is uh, respect. Men men really value respect. Men need respect. That's why a mm-hmm. lot of guys do some of the things they do and try to prove their respect because, you know, they don't really love themselves that much and they feel like, you know, they, they don't have a lot of value and they're not respected. So they do stuff for respect. Like they'll check you. To make sure you respect me. You ain't gonna talk to me any type of way to make sure mm-hmm. you respect me. I'm gonna make sure you're scared because I wanna feel like I'm this guy because I was never respected or valued. And so I think it's it's just times where we need to have conversations with them, let them know that they're valued and respected, and not so much beat them up um about what they do wrong, right? Like really mm. show them the right ways to do things and how to do things. Not saying that we shouldn't talk about what they do wrong. But not constantly just throw it in their face because it's like they already know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? But they really need yeah. they need fathers, man. You know what I'm saying? They need father figures. They need some men around them. And they need just women who love, respect them, and care about them. Not just in relationships, talking about like whether it be cousins or aunt. And I would just think about um, what I needed. And I would just say the big factor is just love all together. Love and respect. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because... One big thing in the world is that a lot of people, especially women, is that they think they can address men any type of way because they should be able to take it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, you see me as a man, I'm supposed to be tough and strong so I could deliver this message any way I want to or say it how I want to or do it how I want to because I'm a man, I'm going to take it, I'm tough. But like, no. Like, we have a, a certain level of masculinity with us and toughness, but it's not... uh the false way, like the facade that we fake, 
Mm-hmm. It's like we're a human being. We are sensitive too. Right. Right. And so be gentle with them. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the only way to get mm-hmm. through. Like trying to tussle and be rough and like, nah, they need somebody who's going to be gentle, loving, that's going to respect them, that see the value in them, that that speak to the greatness in them and not necessarily yeah. put them down because mm-hmm. uh, it's fun doing the wrong thing. Nobody wants to change. Yeah. Right? The Bible says sin is pleasurable. It's very convenient. For, <laughs> right. Only for a seeing it, only for a season. So I want to give up having fun for what? Especially when I don't mm-hmm. know what I want to do or who I am or I don't feel like anything. I do stuff that makes me feel good. Or I do the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I don't know if that made any sense, but I think that would it be did, yeah. big for them, for, for, for their for their ears to really open up, you know? Cause like I, I talk to guys mm-hmm. all the time and I come real, real humble, real respectful. And you know, I, I never really like to put myself on a pedestal or try to make somebody seem like my little bro or my little bro, stuff like that. Like I just want to genuinely have a conversation with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they just want to see, they just yeah. want to see that people care. Cause a lot of them deep down inside are just, you know, little boys who their father wasn't there and their mother tried mm-hmm. did the best that they knew how to do. But sometimes mothers try to play the father role too, so they're hurt by their mother because their mother tries to play like the domineering, but that's not their place. And so, yeah, I think I think that's yeah. a combination of a lot of stuff that they need. They mm-hmm. need people that they can. So talk yeah, I to. think it's you know it's it's a two part thing where you have to look for safe people, but women have to mm-hmm. also be a safe space as well, or whoever. Yeah. You know, if you're desiring for that person to open up to you, we have to also be a safe space. But you also have to know how to look for people who are safe as well um, mm-hmm. and know what it looks like to be safe because you can also be toxic with a safe person and then create a toxic <laughs> situation. Um, it takes patience. So, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it takes Say patience because patience because when you learn that somebody is not in the position, like, for example, if I'm dealing with somebody and I realize, like, they're not where I am. So you often expect people to react or do stuff in certain ways and you get upset. Like, are you doing this? You're doing too much, but you're, remember, you're helping them. So you got to be patient. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not going to happen in a snap. Like, it's not just going to be done and just like, oh, they learn and they take everything in. People need time. They used to Mm -hmm. what they used to. They having fun just doing what they do, even though they might be a little, a lot of miserable, but they used to doing that. So they're not just going to automatically flip. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think another part to that too is like if this person is not willing to change you don't need to be in that relationship or you don't need to Waste try to force time. that on them like you need to figure out your own boundaries with that person mm-hmm. if they're having too much fun not changing <laughs> <laughs> so they're having too much fun not changing that's a fact that's but yeah that's that's really good so yeah. good stuff good stuff all right well thank you so much for coming on the podcast mike thank you for having me so much this was of good. course of course so as you guys know you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on instagram and tiktok um you can also rate the podcast anywhere you're listening to us uh remember to speak the truth in love and kiss the sun bye, bye.